This is the Author Archive podcast. I'm David Freeman. Um, over a long career, I've met um, thousands of authors, and uh, they all smile, and it's delightful to meet them. But some are more delightful than others. I have been in the company of Jilly Cooper on many occasions, and she's always beguiling, and she's always smiling, and she's always flirty, and uh, she's just great fun. And when her book Pandora was first published, she came in to see me, and um, I was obviously in a jolly mood, and so was she. And so I sort of said to her, well, it's great, Jilly, that you're jolly again. Um, I hope so. I mean, I, I never. I mean, I, I, I hope so. It is. I, one never knows until you know, I've actually finished it. But people have been very nice about it. It made me laugh. It really. I hope it made you laugh. Wanted to make you laugh. Wanted to make you laugh. Ah, absolutely. And what I liked as well, it seemed that you'd given yourself a treat by writing about something in the sixties. I thought that yeah. bit was yeah. a fine yeah. Yeah. sort of springboard for it. Did you enjoy going back to the, the time yeah. of E-types and flares? I like that. I like that. Well, I liked it was my childhood. I mean, not my childhood, but my twenties and things like that. So it was lovely. I enjoyed that. Thirties. No thirties. <laughs> lie about my age. <laughs> it's all right, it's fine to lie Did you give, get freedom from that? Well, I think the 60s were a freer time. You know, I mean, everybody was... I mean, you, Willie and I couldn't go to a party without a couple sidling up and saying we'd like to come home with us. And, you know, it was very much like that. Everybody was jumping on everybody. And in a way, that was the, why the, book, the beginning of the book was so naughty, really, because people were... I was trying to reflect how it was then. Yes, I've heard people talking to you and they say, Jilly, there's so much sex, but there isn't that no, much. Isn't. Thank you so much. There isn't that much. I mean, there's a bit, but not that much. But there's, it's, it's a sen there's a sensuous referral. And that's wonderful. <laughs> but, but it's sensuous referral. Yes. Because, so good. Um, I like that. Yes, because it, 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 it's, it's like this. And, you know, you've got horses in it again. Mm. But it, I read a piece in the paper that said that this is actually based on something that happened to you about where a pa painting disappeared. Oh, yes, it did. No, no, this is, absolutely did. No, I, I had a lovely picture of some sheep by Tori Lawrence, who was married to John Oakes once and is a friend of ours in Gloucestershire. And she's become an artist very late in life. It's a beautiful picture. And it was on our, the wall of our house in Fulham. And Emily gave a party. And suddenly, in the, about four o'clock in the morning, a drunk looked up and said, oh, those sheep have gone. Everybody said, oh, shut up. And they said, no, those sheep have really gone. And somebody had stolen the picture. And I was really sad because I loved my sheep. And um, you know, we, the police were very kind, but they put it on the database. But they just said, you don't get anything back. Because there are only two people looking after, um, trying to get pictures back in the art and antiques squad in the country. Only so, two. Only two. Only two at Scotland Yard. And so um, I let my sheep, and, and the insurance companies get them back. I mean, the insurance companies, but they'll only get a picture back. if it, They'll only look for a picture if it's worth over 100,000, which my sheep weren't. So I never got them back. And so I thought, well, great. And then I learned all sorts of exciting things about all the insurance companies, exactly which mafia has each um, picture, you know, Titian, they know where they all are. And sometimes they get them back and do a deal, sometimes they don't. So I thought, well, write a book about it. So when you did this, mm. you did the research. I mean, at the back, there's acknowledgement for someone who works at Sotheby's. Yeah. So you, you went around and found out how they actually do work. Yeah, I rang them up and I had a friend there, and I said, can I come and see you? And they were wonderful. They took me, they showed me how you can find fakes and all this sort of thing, and how you can smuggle a picture and all that. It was lovely, very interesting. How you can launder money. I know how to do that now. Because um, it's not all wonderful, is it? No, the, the art world is very, very grubby. Not, I mean, it's very dirty and very, very... I mean, they're very unkind to their artists, I think. I mean, there are some honourable dealers, but basically they um, often... Ha they pay 60%, you see. We're writers, and we don't get that kind of percentage, do we? 
no. 10% are agents, but 60% is a lot of money. And they often don't. They often don't tell the artist they've sold a picture, and they often say that I've only sold it for you know two thousand, when they've actually sold it for ten. I mean, they are quite quite naughty. Do you like pictures? Do you like mm, passionately? Okay. So um, th there's a family here um, that's got boys with. I thought they were improbable names until mm. until I looked up the names of your real friends. You, 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 <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. I have a friend called Pussy. <laughs> yes. Pussy Bear and Murray, that's a good name. I mean, can you imagine? Pussy lived with Napoleon, isn't that wonderful? They came to Bisley, and the, it was a complete red herring, but they came to live in Bisley, Pussy and Napoleon, a very beautiful couple. And then Napoleon's mother arrived, and everybody was invited to meet Napoleon's mother, and we thought, oh my God, Napoleon's mother. I mean, she sounds like Whistler's mother, doesn't she? About 85. Napoleon's mother was 38. She had him when she was about 14. And, and this beautiful woman, there wasn't a man in Gloucestershire who wasn't smitten. So we're pussy and Napoleon. I mean, they are silly names, aren't they? Yeah, this, these only appear in the acknowledgements. But we have, we have. Um, a, what's your view? I think you've met Tracy Yeoman, haven't oh, you? Oh, I love her. Do you? She's sweet. What about the bed, though? Well, the bed was ridiculous. I mean, the bed wasn't bed, but the bed basically, I suppose, it's the truth. Maybe some people do have beds like that. I mean, I hope, you know. I mean, but I met her mother, and he said, she said, naughty Tracy. I always taught her to make her bed proper. Wasn't it sweet? <laughs> but, but that whole sort of turn a prize thing. But she's fun. I mean, she's fun, Tracy. She's rich, she's sweet. Okay, but you do have a little bit of a dig at the. Oh uh, yeah, because they have silly things. I mean, they do have silly things. If you, I mean, I have had a wonderful thing in one thing. I wanted to have. Um, I mean, all these they're terribly embarrassing. All these things I invented, really. Um, but, but everybody's picked up on them. But but but, but they they I had shag pile, which is a lot of people on top of each other, a lot of men on top of each other, fitting into each other like Lego. <laughs> And you also had a hag pile. No, I, had, I had Tampax Tower, which everybody's very cross about. I'm getting very cross letters from women saying, "How can you write about these things? You are corrupting the young." Tampax Tower was a joke. It was just sort of thing, the, the, the most awful thing you could think of—a Tampax Tower, wasn't it? Yes, I, I don't think you're corrupting the young. No, I don't think I'm corrupting the young at all. But this woman did. Yeah. But I mean, Chan I Channel Five, what they put out, and Channel Four after nine o'clock. I mean, that must be quite lively stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Um, your your impossibly handsome um, horseman. What's he called? Rupert Campbell Black. Yes. Is he showing signs of age? I got his, the best joke I've got in the book. Actually, was <laughs> I love that. You know, he has to be so wonderful. He's very young. In order for him to, to be in the book, I have to have him pre-riders because riders. He was quite young and naughty in riders, but he gets married and then he gets married very happy. Very happily married in the second half of the book. And the first part of the book has goes pre-riders, but he he goes to bed with this woman who has a man with. A, she complains he has a very very small villi. He's known as Shrimp Villi because he has a villi like a shrimp. And <laughs> Rupert just looks at him and says, well, never mind, some have smallness thrust upon them. <laughs> Do you sit it there? I love that. I think that's such a good joke. I'm Do you sit there making yourself giggle? <laughs> but yes, of course I do. I have to have some compensations for writing, don't you? Well, this one's, I mean, you could. Yeah, but that's a good joke. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's Sorry, a good joke. I, you also give us tips. You say that English men become four times more handsome, and you are specific. You actually say quadruply more handsome with tans. Yes. You yes, think a tan is yes. absolutely I noticed essential. you're looking very brown today. I spend a lot of time in the garden, you know, I was no, going to meet I mean, you. men always say that. They've been slapping on the heat tan. No, no, I have we, not. No, you look lovely. You no, look it, it, but, but this, is what, this is what you feel. I think people do look better at tans. I think they do, particularly the English skin, which, I mean, you actually have a lovely olive skin, don't you, normally? I have an exotic past of which I know little. Yeah, but I mean, you... you, you <laughs> 
<laughs> but you have, you no, have. But what I mean, the thing, the thing about the English, and I have the same problem. That we English tend to have red faces, and when they get hot, they get red. And when they, um, so in the summer, they, but when they get brown, you see an Englishman or an English woman or anything. When they have that particular ta red, red, rather red, you know, and then they suddenly go brown, they look amazing. And I think Englishmen do look much, much better with tan. Okay, well, we 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 better. I've just marked a all piece. Did you remember that? My mother used to quote that and make me laugh. Look, all handsome men are slightly tanned. It was it was an advertising slogan in the thirties. Hmm. Oh, I, I missed that. I have marked a bit that I wanted to ask you about oh, to see if this comes from life. It starts um, at the beginning of a chapter. Oh, I've, I've lost it. No, here it is. It's the beginning of chapter eighteen. Like, mostly like most wildly promiscuous people, Galena couldn't tolerate infidelity in others. Is that true? Mm. Absolutely, because they know how frail a thing possession is. That's all right? Tell me about this Galena. Galena, she's not, not a nice character. She's foul, isn't she? But the interesting thing about it, I think she's vile. I hate her. Um, but you know, men, men adore men are drawn. her. But men, but I mean, both my pub. I have very, two lovely publishers called Mark Barty King and Patrick Jansen Smith. You see, they all have even my publishers have names <laughs> like that. <laughs> and they both ran up and said, "That Galena, she's gorgeous. I really fancy her." And I've never had. I mean, they love Taggy because Taggy's good and kind and sweet and doesn't sort of challenge people too much. And they love Galena, who's very, very dirty and a complete nymphomaniac. They love her. It's very odd. Men obviously like dirty nymphomaniacs, don't they? Well, they seem to. They're looking at me very quizzically. No, I'm just looking at you to get the truth. I mean, I was just wondering if these people live in Gloucestershire. But uh, she, she expires, yeah, doesn't she, yeah, she does. uh, uh, does. at the end of the first part of the she book. Yeah. And although she's thought of as being mm. pretty despicable, mm. she's almost deified mm. in, in well, she's part two. She's a wonderful painter. And I think artists are quite different than anybody else. I mean, they I think artists, I mean, it's Shaw, isn't it? The, the true artist uses his mother's milk for ink which is a hor horrifying line, but I think if you are an artist, you don't really care about anything except you're that kind of genius. That's more important than anything else, and that's why she's horrid. Yes, but even she had had a show which didn't actually yes, it work. Bombed, because bombed. It bombed, yes. Um, so even I love the Battle of Nude Men, don't you? <laughs> yes, what? <laughs> Tell me about the, the, the Battle of oh, Nude it's Men. A, it's, a, it's a cartoon by Raphael, and it's a lot of ridiculous picture of a lot of men with shields. Nude men with shields and arrows and tiny, tiny willies going back to Shrimp Willie again. I mean, I, I mean, I mean it's a, and it so, was a cold day, Jilly. Well, anyway, no, no, but anyway, they were having the battle with throwing spears at each other with their shields. And anyway, Galena was such a bitch, she actually painted I mean, all her lovers in. In the nude, you know, and, 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 and so they, they, they um, and the poor husband was portrayed as absolutely tiny. But there was some point to the story. What would <laughs> some beginning? To no, it. I was just saying that this woman, who <laughs> the point of the story and the point of, of part two, when oh, her yeah, husband wait, gets married to somebody yeah, else, yeah, yeah, sure. is that she's become kind of uh, this yeah, this yeah, saintly yeah, character exactly. when and, she's uh, absolutely yeah. not. No. And also the other poor second wife was a cow, but it gets slightly nicer at the end. She says, you know, she would have been an old wino living in cardboard city, quite frankly, you know, if she, if she had lived. But because she died, everybody thought she was wonderful. And um, the man who is married to Galena and mm -hmm. then has his second wife, he, he's in his, how old is he when he marries his second wife? He's getting on a bit. Fifty. But he's sweet, I love him, I like him, he's a nice character. I'm very fond of him. Yes, and he, we meet him mm. right at the very beginning of yeah. the book, yeah. uh, in 1941, in the army. I think. In the army. Yes, he is. And yeah. he finds 44. a painting. 40, uh, 40, 45. 45. 45. 45. Okay. 44. Anyway. Anyway, Norman, the landing. Yeah. And he finds a painting, mm. and this is the painting mm. that
uh, the, the actual, yeah. um, it's the pillar yeah. around which the story is so built, isn't it? So tell me about this painting. Well, it's a, he goes into this picture and the war, two of his friends have just been killed and he's terribly sad. His brother's been killed and a friend of his has been killed and he's terribly upset. And he, his father's a dealer and he goes into this burning chateau and sees this amazing Raphael of Pandora's box on the wall and he sees a picture of Hitler and he wants to shoot Hitler but he still sees this picture and because his father's an art dealer he thinks wow that is so beautiful I can't leave it to burn anyway so he just literally cuts it out of his frame as you can do with a knife from a standing knife and then rolls it up you've got to roll the paint side out, outward so the paint doesn't, so doesn't crack. crack and then he puts it in a, in a, in a shell case of uh, which is holding firearms by the fire and, and and takes it away as a souvenir takes the shell case away as a souvenir with the picture inside and that um, picture goes home and sits on the wall and haunts everybody because the children see it and they act out the myth of Pandora's box and um, it, it becomes a sort of and then it gets stolen later. Just but, like um, yours just like yours got stolen. Exactly. And that's the painting that you see on the front that's of the, the picture. Book. It's lovely isn't it? Yes. Are you pleased with the book? Yes I, I think the book looks wonderful and I tell you what I'm really pleased to give a tiny plug. You've got your fingers on the picture on the back which is so divine and you know why it's divine because a brilliant photographer called Robin Matthews and my little Emily my daughter did the makeup and she's become a makeup artist. Isn't that good? Make up your own mum, but I think she really has done a, a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear job on that one. It reads to me like a number one. I hope so. I hope so too. Thank you. It's called Pandora, and it's the latest and splendid Jilly Cooper. And as I always say at this point, this is the Author Archive podcast. I'm David Freeman, and when I spoke to Jilly Cooper, Pandora was her latest.